Blog Talk Radio. Hey and howdy everybody. <laughs> Kaylin Patterson. Pay for pay real talk. Midwest muscle in the house. Or in the building. Or the barn. It doesn't matter. Anywho, this program is sponsored by Pay for Pay Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in the world. That round thing that we all live on. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are possibly looking for a a solid foundation to sleep on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through anything it really wants to because it's so big and strong, like P4P Muscle, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's uh, finish talk or something or, or do something, wrangle some words together and Maybe correct our speech pattern, however you want to do it. We're here to do it anyhow. So, I'm going to say hello, and then I'm going to have Beth Ray say hello, and then we're going to get this show started, uh, Finning, or I reckon so. Hey, Beth Ray. Hi, Mr. O'Kellen O'Patterson. How are you this fine evening? I reckon I'm doing mighty fine. Made it through that <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> oh my gosh, it sounds like you are ready for a darn tootin' good time. But uh you had blizzard, dude. We had straight ice, freezing rain um last night and into today and thankfully I think most people got the memo so I haven't seen too many accidents that happen, but you know what? I'll take snow over freezing rain any day. Well I think you have to check and maybe tickle leaf of the ears and hear just how bad that snow was because we got buried, I'm telling you. It was so deep that I actually had to take a thought and dig it out just to put it to my mouth to speak. (laughs) All right, Mr. Leaf Anderson, after you tell us how bad that blizzard really was, why don't you also give our listeners an introduction of yourself because you know what? We have new listeners every show, and I'm so excited about that. So lay it on us, Over good sir. <laughs> what is up, Des? How are you doing? I am great. Good, good. Galen, that is the most Midwest introduction I think you possibly have. So definitely <laughs> represent the Midwest muscle name very, very well. Um, as always, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, like you mentioned, man, we got blasted up here in Minnesota, uh, snow-wise. Luckily, Thank God we uh, it held off just long enough. Um, you know, we had that Michigan seminar in Grand Rapids this weekend, and it didn't affect uh, our drive back north until about the last 90 miles. But ever since Sunday night, once it started, it did not stop. So we have, I don't know what, what the footage is out there, but it's it's definitely uh, definitely deep. So Wow. Well, I'm glad you guys made it back safe. So I was so jealous of Kaylin. I wasn't able to attend your seminar, but from the interviews and video and photos that I saw that uh, KP captured, it looked like it was a phenomenal event. Why don't you set it up for us, um, what you were aiming to do with your seminar and all of the different things that you offered? All right. So um, you know, for the listeners that don't know who I am, my name is Lee Sanderson. Uh, been in the fitness industry for you know well over a decade as a better as a coach um, luckily blessed with 
having the ability and the opportunity to work with so many incredible athletes um, from first-time competitors all the way to natural Olympia champions. Um, so it's definitely been an exciting ride there. Uh, you know, after quite a few years of noticing our sport, the sport that I love, uh, cutting too many corners and not treating the athletes how I feel that they should be treated in the sport, I got tired of complaining and I decided to lead by example and start promoting uh, my own shows with the, through the athlete's point of view, through the fan's point of view. Um, you know, so we have our taglines, athletes first, passion over profit, and those are truly the core values of what we have. There's so much more than just words. Uh, fast forward a few years, we now have six shows on the calendar. Uh, we have the Michigan Roar, Diva Classic, Wisconsin Warrior, uh, the MTS Inferno, Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championships, and our first show that we've ever had, and it's going on its fourth year now, the Minnesota Mayhem. Um, with this weekend, with our first annual Michigan Natural Prep Seminar, um, there is definitely a need for this. Now, I've given many lectures over the years, many seminars uh, that I've been a keynote speaker, uh, a keynote speaker at, but I've never hosted my own prep seminar. Um, last year, 2017, uh, was my first year in Michigan um, promoting the Michigan Roar, which is in Midland, Michigan, and then the Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championships. You know, Michigan is a great state. You know, a great state, great bodybuilders there. The talent pool is so deep. Um, but natural bodybuilding is kind of a foreign language. Uh, People didn't know, first of all, that natural bodybuilding existed. Second, they didn't know what it was about. Um, and after last year, we had so much exciting building, um, so much momentum building of people that are passionate and they're eligible to compete naturally, but they simply didn't know that there were other alternatives than untested shows. That's when I decided to uh, get out of my comfort zone a little bit and launch our Michigan Natural Prep Seminar just to help educate um, competitors and potential competitors and even fans. We had a lot of fans in attendance too. Just educate them a little bit more about options, what natural bodybuilding is about, um, and what we have to offer, not only on the stage, but off. So it was great first-time seminar, and I'm relatively new to the Michigan bodybuilding scene, but we had uh, 46 people pre-register. Um, that's not including our featured pros or our vendors. Um, so a lot of people, they're very happy with that turnout. Uh, mark my words, Desmond Kalen, uh, because this is, this is going to be an annual event. Um, the numbers are going to grow, and they are going to grow very, very quickly. Uh, natural bodybuilding is hot, is hot in Michigan. Um, so I'm excited what the future has in store for that. We had over, you know, so much support, uh, over $10,000 in door prizes that were given away. Wow. Um, supplements, nice. swag. And this is, you know, and this, this really reflects what we're trying to do with our actual shows. Um, you know, this is only a seminar, and we pulled in through our supporters and our sponsors um, over $10,000. We had uh, supplements. We had swag. We had free entries. Uh, entry fees and spectator tickets for different shows in different federations around the Midwest. You know, and that's what I love about our, you know, our athletes first movement, the natural revolution, if you will. My events are independent. You know, my event, they're, they're for the competitors. 
100% for the competitors. Um, no, mem- no membership fees, no sanction fees. And because of this, I've had the opportunity to, to connect with numerous other promoters that share that mindset. Because um, it doesn't matter what initials are in front of our show names. You know, we're supporting natural bodybuilding. So we actually had um, quite a few promoters that stepped up. We had uh, Jack Halverson with the NGA, Doug Randolph with the INBA, PNBA, Jonathan Egan with the NGA, Joe and Heather Perez out in Chicago, and they're NAVA promoters. Um, you know, they have a show that I always hold close to my heart, uh, the Chi-Town Showdown, um, which is actually kind of me personally. It was the show that literally planted the seed kind of started that whole athletes first initiative considering how well they treat their competitors. Um, and I've traveled the country. Um, and I never, I had never felt like literally you could I walk in there with, with my team, with my competitors and you could feel the energy. And it was at that moment I knew that our sport can and should be so much more. So all these promoters from all these different federations, they actually donated to this seminar to, to give back to the athletes. Um, we also had a lifetime, as a prize, a lifetime entry to both of my Michigan shows. So this is if they want to compete in one of the shows, it's free. If they want to come just to watch, VIP, VIP tickets on me. Um, so that was one of our big prizes, a lifetime entry to my natural uh, Michigan bodybuilding shows. And then our big, big prize that we gave out at the very end was actually an all-expenses-paid trip to the Natural Olympia in Vegas air for hotel vip tickets so there is definitely a lot of energy a lot of excitement for natural bodybuilding here um and although lots of prizes lots of excitement um it was very informative and as well and that as you know that was the reason for this was to help educate and just create a foundation of knowledge of what natural bodybuilding is all about well you know with with so much going on and everything you did at the seminar, I was very surprised at how smoothly it ran because it, it did run really well. And, and you know, because you don't really know the audience with audience participation how things are going to go. And one of the things that I was just so in love with is the fact that they got to ask those questions before they competed instead of after they basically heard the judges' feedback. So basically, there was a lot of feedback that was given that basically can be used and adhered to before they even get to the prep or, you know, some people are already in prep, but they can get all that information in before that. And, you know, as a promoter, as somebody who's passionate about the sport, how 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 does that help you knowing that, you know, that input is going to be put to use before they even get out there? See, and that was the whole thing with, you know, because they're on a lot of people, they feel with me being an independent promoter, um, they think that, well, Leaf thinks he has it figured out. He's going to go do his own thing. And that has never, ever been the case. There is no perfect federation that has this figured out. There's no perfect promoter, perfect show. You know, we need to keep our ear to the ground. We need, to, we need this athlete feedback in order to adapt and evolve as a sport. And I really think that that has been the missing element where – we don't take this, the good, bad, and ugly, the athlete feedback in building a federation, building a sport around the competitors. Um, so these questions that come in, 
not only are they benefiting the competitor, the, the potential competitor, it actually benefits me as well. Where when you're in the midst of, of everything, of this revolution, there's so much information being thrown at you, and there's so many things that I do with the best intention, but by hearing what the competitor is maybe confused about or maybe that it's not clear, it shows me there's so much more work that needs to be done because I don't want anything left. It, this is a very subjective sport. There's so much subjectivity to it from a judging point of view, from a scoring part, point of view. You know, The details that we can address with crystal clarity, that's really something that I want to strive to achieve. Um, and it's just going to help streamline our sport, whether it's with judging criteria, which I know you both know that I'm very, very, very passionate about adhering to a written criteria, um, or just with kind of the behind-the-scenes things, with panning, with um, you know, just kind of show logistics. These are things that I want to be able to help a competitor know, because as a competitor, you invest so much time, attention, money, um, training, blood, sweat, and tears into this, the more we can provide you with information, um, the better it is, the more – it's just one less thing you have to worry about. You know, luckily, I had an all-star team in Grand Rapids to help me, all of which – almost all of which traveled to get there. Um, you know, we had the creative champions, Kimmy Arnone, there to help with the closing. Uh, Natural Bodybuilding Hall of Famer, Mike Superhuman Newman, who's one of my uh, head judges for many of my events. Um, was there to offer his input as well. And then, of course, KP was there doing interviews and helping out as well. And that was one of the things where um, I can't, this was never meant to, my shows are not my shows. They're not meant to both me. It truly is by athletes for athletes. Um, and together, we are creating the future of our sport. You know, too many competitors, they don't realize they have every competitor has a vote. They, they have a vote of the direction of our sport. Most use their their platforms just to whether it's complain or they don't want to rock the boat. Speak up, speak up. You know, the, the, all that me personally, I'll never have this figured out. But what I can say is, any feedback or questions that you have, it'll never fall on deaf ears. And that's with a team that we've assembled. Both of you know, does. Kaylin, you, you are a part of this team. Um, I believe that together we can create something that I don't think many people in our sport and who have been in the sport for many, many years, I think we can exceed what any of us ever thought possible with natural bodybuilding coming together for the sake of the athlete. So it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely exciting, but we need that athlete input. We need these athletes' questions coming in to see what we're doing right, um, what needs to be improved. And, uh, you know, I think we're at, you know, it's granted still of it, and it's, it's in its infancy, but it's exciting. It's really, truly exciting. I, you know, I totally agree. I think it is very exciting. And, you know, I, I share your passion, desire, and I know Kaylin does well as so many other athletes to have a natural community that continues to rise up and improve and um, be something viable for a lot of years to come. And But, you know, I would even go one step beyond that and say it's not something that it's 
nice would be nice to have it's something that we need to have it's very necessary i think for the health of so many that are out there and i have a story that i want to share that that speaks to why i feel that this is important but uh, i'm not going to do that now because we have a lot of listener questions already (laughs) rolling in so if i have time towards the end of the show and we've gone to everyone's questions i'm going to share my story if i can't share it tonight folks i will share it on thursday but just know that the natural community is it's needed out there for so many young people and older people alike. It's important. We are important. We need to put the good foot forward and show just what we're all about. So we're, I'm going to get to that Absolutely. later, hopefully. But if Absolutely. not, tune in on Thursday. I'll talk <laughs> about it then. But I am going to jump to our uh, first question here. This is from Sheila. And so this, these, a lot of these questions are going to be um, focused on, I'll just say, Mayhem Productions, because you have so many shows now, it's hard for me to keep up. I'll probably have you list in them, because you seem to add another show or two every year, which I think is phenomenal. Always growing. But, you know, you got to help a sister out sometimes, and we, we'll repeat <laughs> the list. But So we'll just make this a Mayhem Production question. Um, Sheila is wondering if... She says your organization, but we'll say your shows, Mayhem Production. Will they recognize her pro card from other organizations? Awesome question. Definitely an awesome question. Um, I do just kind of go back with the growing revolution that we have. Um, We actually have a new website that's going to be launched um, this week. This week it will be launched. Um, NattyRevolution.com. That's going to be a central hub for my events. Um, and that's the thing. I really want people to, you know, I'm not anti-organization, but this truly is your shows. The good news is we've had the support of so many um, top-tier people up the totem pole of natural bodybuilding um, that have chosen to um, put the athletes first and support our events. Um, so all our events are pro qualifiers. Um, Denny Kekos of the IMBA PMBA reached out, and he wanted to honor our winners with PMBA pro cards, um, as well as top three pros in our pro-ams um, earn a qualification to the Natural Olympia in Vegas. So to answer your question, Sheila, uh, yes, uh, pro cards from all organizations are going to be honored. Um, actually, more accurately, pro qualifications from all natural uh, organizations that are going to be honored. Now, the, the difference in that is there is no membership fees for my events. Whether you're an amateur, whether you're a pro, you don't need to pay a membership fee. You know, anything that I can do that's in my power to help support the athlete, without question, I'm going to do. And that was one of the things where, you know, for quite a while, for years now, people have always, Leaf, start your own federation. Start your own federation, Leaf. And, you know, I believe it would have been successful. But, you know, I love this sport so much. And it has it has a lot of room for improvement. You know, and a new federation is not the answer. It doesn't matter how successful it would be. Um, it doesn't matter how much money or how many members it would have had. Another federation is not the answer. So that was one of my, my personal non-negotiables where – Um, I didn't want to create a new federation. So our events are independent. Um, When I made the clarification where it's pro all that we honor all pro qualifications is that when somebody earns their, they win a pro qualifier. Now, technically 
they're not a pro. Technically, they're pro-qualified. Um, and that's one of the things. I want to honor that qualification where even if somebody hasn't purchased their pro card, um, they are welcome to use that qualification to compete at the pro ranks in my events. Um, and again, saves them money. They've still earned that right. You know, They've earned that pro status, that pro qualification, um, and I want to be able to go above and beyond. I want to be up. I want to be able to honor that. So all pro qualifications from all natural federations um, are definitely honored. And once a pro, always a pro. It's one of those things where there's so many hoops <laughs> that, our, that our athletes have to jump through, especially our pros where, you know, for a while it was, okay, you have to, you have to pay your dues every single year. You have to compete every year. Then they, they gave a little bit of flexibility there where it's every two years. And you know what? Because you didn't pay your dues one year – you're not going to be stripped of your pro title. I mean, it's, I understand rules are there to be followed and everything, but with my events, once a pro, always a pro. Um, so even if you don't have a current or active pro card, which just comes down to finances, just comes down to money. Have you paid your pro dues? If you've earned your pro card, you are eligible to compete as a pro at my events. Very nice. Very nice. So Sheila, I hope that answers your question for you. Jake is wondering, will your show be capped at 150 like the mayhem was one year? Jake, my man. Jake has uh, followed our events in one form or another, uh, evidently. Um, So our first show, the first Minnesota Mayhem, which was fall of 2015, um, first-time promoter. Uh, I was a part of a very small organization that is notoriously has 11, 12 people in their shows. Um, I knew, and it was almost, if you build it, they will come. I had faith where if we put the athletes first, that this was going to be something big. Um, Because of that very first show, and I I shared my my passion with a few uh, people, including a few promoters, and I told them that this was going to be the largest first-time show in natural bodybuilding history. I told them I'm going to actually cap this at 150 competitors. They thought they they they, they actually took pity on me. They didn't think I quite understood how this works, <laughs> um, and just how big 150 competitors for a first-time show is. Um, you know, and they, they they didn't want to take the window to my sales, but they kind of just kind of put it off to anything. And we actually hit 150 competitors for that show. It was it's been a few years now, so don't quote me on the exact timeline, but I think it was like 11 weeks out, and we were actually turning competitors away. Now, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I did that was um, this was my first show, and I didn't want to be a victim of my own success where it just got too big for. I mean, I was. I'll be honest with you. I can't say between you and I because we have listeners, but. I was scared. I was scared of being too big for our own good, where it was just too overwhelming. Um, The other thing is the size of a show will never compromise the competitor experience at my events. Each competitor picks their own music. They get a 60-second T-walk or individual routine, depends on what division it is. And when you start getting 200, 300-plus competitors, what you end up is having shows like like the untested organization that we all know of where competitors just get treated like cattle. And that, again, was one of my non-negotiables. I will not do that. So that also played a role in why we capped that first Minnesota Mayhem at 150. 
Now, as we evolve, as we progress, as I learn and we assemble our natural bodybuilding dream team behind the scenes, um, we address those things. So using the Minnesota Man as an example, that's actually a two-day event now, um, October 12th and 13th. That way we have more time to – we can showcase every athlete. They get the time and the, time and attention on stage that they deserve to showcase all their hard work for their friends, family, and fans. Um, but logistically, we're not crammed into one day. So at this time, 2018, none of my events are capped because we have – taken the necessary precautions to accommodate um, our growing numbers. That's awesome. And I'm, so, yeah, I'm so, totally yeah, a fan long, of the two-day format. Not so short as, yeah, yeah we're, uh, we, we capped out of necessity um, just to be, that was our little insurance policy where it was enough to be competitive, but not so many where we would compromise the athlete experience. But like I said, we've, we've, changed formats um, for a few of the events. We've spent on over two days for a few of the events. Um, so we are evolving as our shows grow. And I think on touching on that, you also answered part of Sheldon's question because he was wanting to know if your shows are, your shows are going to be done in a running or split format. Gotcha. Yeah, I wish I had, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best to an- answer with precision um, but I'm not a uh, like I said, I'm not against following the rules, contrary to popular you know popular <laughs> opinion. Um, but I believe everything we do should be for a reason. I don't want to arbitrarily make a rule or you know I always ask questions. And if something doesn't, and this whether this is this applies to training, nutrition, um, politics, rules to a federation, rules to a show. Ask questions, and there always should be a legitimate answer it and should never be well that's just the way it is so we're kind of coming back to you said sheldon's question i think it was sheldon um but yeah are my events running format or split it depends on the actual event um we depend on the venue depends on the size of the show um you as a competitor going in you will know exactly what that is um as soon as somebody registers for a show i send you an happy welcome packet with all the event information um, but a lot of variables go into that decision of which will best serve the athlete. Because every single detail with my events, whether it's a big decision or a small decision, that is the number that is the number one thing that I ask myself and I ask my team: what is in the best interest of the athlete? So, um, since this show, I mean, this this this, this podcast is about uh, the, the Michigan events. We'll all just kind of stick with the Michigan. Both of my Michigan events, the Michigan Roar, April 21st in Midland, and the Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championship, September 15th in Grand Rapids, both of those will be a split format. So your your uh, conventional prejudging and then night show. Hey, now I, I want to go back to the seminar and you know the atmosphere that was in the building. And it, like I said, it was a lot of fun, and there were a lot of questions, and there were a lot of things going on that, you know, you just don't don't think the person's going to ask. But one thing that I liked was when you allowed the, the people that were in the audience to basically get a feel of what they're going to have to go through with the posing. And I know a lot of people got basically a little, some big culture shock and not understanding just how hard posing is. 
How 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 fun was that? <laughs> and you know, I, I did you enjoy it as much as I? Did. So uh, this is actually fun on multiple levels. Um, as you both know, one of my missions is to cre- help create stars. You know, if we want to legitimize the sport of natural bodybuilding, part of that is creating stars. Um, so in Michigan, granted, we're just getting started, but because of the seminar, we actually had the opportunity to feature some of our hometown heroes. Um, so for each division, we actually had one of the local pros from Michigan um, come and demonstrate posing and then work alongside some of the attendees. Uh, we had uh, our uh, men's physique pro, Chad Curtis, who won the uh, men's physique overall at last year's Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championships. We had pro men's bodybuilder Thomas Schnepp. He was actually the 2016 Michigan Roar uh, overall winner. Uh, Mark Callity was our pro classic physique winner at last year's Michigan State Natural. Uh, Keisha Johnson, pro bikini from last year's Michigan State Natural. And then we actually had two figure pros. Uh, last year's uh, Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championships figure winner, uh, Jenny Baker. And we had a uh, world-class judge. She's been on my judging panel for both of my Michigan events. And figure pro Lori Piper, um, old IFPA pro, who I hope, I hope, as a fan, this is what I'm wishing, I hope she returns to the stage as a pro because I would be so honored um, to have her rock one of our, one of our pro stages. Um, but it was great to see these pros um, be that beacon of hope and that inspiration to young up-and-comers who are trying to achieve what these stars have achieved. Um, so that was absolutely great. And like you said, most people don't realize, they kind of leave posing as an afterthought, um, this was kind of a sneak peek of what it's like to be on one of our stages. So whether it's, uh, you know, I've been behind the mic for some of my shows calling out mandatories, or if Mike Newman, who's our head judge, if he's calling them out, we will make you work. <laughs> this is one thing when you are there for the athlete, judging is not rushed. Judging is never rushed. I don't care if there's only two people on stage in your class, which is hopefully hopefully not the case, but big or small, we are going to make you work for it. So I think running everybody through the mandatories, regardless of the division, even for bikini, um, they they saw that this is actual physical, this is a training session. Um, we definitely running through the paces, make, make sure every judge gets a fair look, gets a fair comparison with each competitor. Um, so it was great. I wish we had more time for that seminar. Um, I will be bringing actual posing seminars to Michigan. Um, this was pretty, I don't want to say informal, um, but there was a lot of stuff we were covering. It was really an introduction, not only them to us, but also us to them, the people that are interested in natural bodybuilding. Um, so we didn't get to go too in depth with everything regarding like posing criteria. We covered it. Um, but I'm really excited to actually have a posing seminar in the very near future there and bring that back. Yeah, that was something you mentioned that day too, yeah. But that that really isn't enough time, honestly. It seems like we we started <laughs> late and then it was done. I mean that that kind of sucks. Yep. I mean I mean you know what, we, you, we everybody had some place to go and we were there uh, uh, for the duration, but it seemed like it went by so fast. I was thinking, man, I must be competing because it seemed like I just stepped on stage and <laughs> posed and came right back up. 
Yeah. No, and, and and that's the way it should be. You know, it's a, that's we we practice what we want to get better at, and uh, you know we uh, we we try to keep the best schedule as we possibly could. Um, but when you're up there for your division, we definitely try to make it work. You know, luckily we were blessed to have one of the top posing coaches in the country, uh, Kimi Arnone, who's worked with you know numerous world champions and natural uh, Olympia winners. So we were. Very lucky to have her there. Um, although, yeah. you know, Kaylin and myself and Mike, I, I I think we could have held our own with men's physique, classic physique, and bodybuilding. And you want even figure. I think we could do figure. But uh, we start knocking out those uh, bikini quarter turns and walks, and I think we've been in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Dad, say nothing. Dad, you say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I know Kaylin went through that, that heel phase back in college, but other than that, you might have so Kaylin, you have to oh, come on now. We know. We all know. <laughs> Kaylin likes to throw out that booty pop just as much as any bikini competitor. Do not let him try and fool you. <laughs> we know what's up, KP. It's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> you can be you, boo-boo. This is a no-judgment zone. <laughs> and, hey, he's, if you're good at it, pop it out there. Why not? Why not? But while we're talking about posing, um, we do have a question I'm going to throw in here. It's from Bill, and he's wondering if you ran into any troubles with so many people working on their posing on stage at once, all at one time. So so what we had done, you know, great question, you know, especially for those that weren't in attendance. Um, when we got to the posing criteria portion, um, now I did have, I went to the local office max for, uh, in, in Grand Rapids, um, had all our posing criteria printed off. So that way, whether it is a division that you're in or maybe even just a division that you may be interested in, we had the written criteria of what our judges, um, follow. Uh, and that's when I, and I, I know you have a great story, Des, that you want to get into, and I apologize for always rambling. Um, but there's no, no, that's much fine. to say, but I, one thing I, I just I want to cover um, when we have a judging panel, it does not matter how experienced a judge is, you know, we are human. And especially when you're familiar with the sport, I think our own personal preferences, and I've sat on numerous judging panels from pretty much every federation, it's easy for your personal preferences to start sneaking in there. That's the problem that we're running into in natural body, in bodybuilding in general. We need to take our personal preference out of the equation. You know, we have a written criteria, and it is so important for that written criteria yeah. because that is what a competitor is basing how they're dialing in. Um, we can't reward, well, I prefer a harder look. No. The thing is, what I prefer is irrelevant. You know, I have to adhere to what the criteria is. So I definitely want to make the point of printed out the criteria for everybody. Once we got to the actual posing aspect of the seminar, we went class by class where we, we welcomed our featured pro out, or her, through their mandatories. Um, if there was a T-Walk or like bikini or, or men's physique, um, they also demonstrated that. Once they've demonstrated what we're looking for, um, not only aesthetically, but execution of posing, we actually welcome any attendees. Um, you know, if we were on figure, are there any figure pitters in the audience that'd like to come up and um, run through their posing? Uh, luckily, we had an amazing crew that was there um, to watch, and we actually had attendee participation, which if not, if that wasn't the case, it would have been pretty boring. Um, but we had quite a few people come up, um, run through their poses, and like I said, not only did we have some pro eyes 
to help give their feedback. Um, we also had a couple posing coaches there to help assist as well. So it wasn't everybody on stage at once. Um, we spent uh, probably about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes with each division, running them through their mandatories, answering any questions that they had. Um, so it was really streamlined where it wasn't chaotic where we had a bunch of different divisions on stage and kind of working with everybody at once you know ideally my personal preference i would love to spend more time um with each division but again logistically for an actual full seminar that just wasn't possible all right so there you go i wanted to i kind of asked that one out of order because we were on that topic but i'm gonna jump back a little bit here and i'm actually gonna jump back um i guess i'm not jumping anywhere i don't know why i keep saying that because we're already talking about your <laughs> seminars and not the shows but um, so this question is from bruce and he evidently had an npc or an acquaintance who was an npc competitor attend um the seminar and was saying that um, you were excluding people from your shows based on um, substance use, so steroids, HGH, and can you just give us a little clarification on this, especially since there's still a lot of confusion out there about what what people consider to be natural versus a doctor's prescription versus what's actually allowed. So, good question. You know, when we, you know, when we really feature and highlight natural bodybuilding and kind of separate it from the preconceived notion and I'm going to say currently the established norm of what people associate with bodybuilding, um, we're going to get questions like this and there is going to be resistance. We're going to encounter some hurdles, um, and we're going to call it negativity too. I'm not saying uh, Bruce is being negative, um, but there is going to be questions like this. Uh, you know, the thing, it's not a matter of, and this was a very positive seminar, very, very positive, but my events are natural. You know, and it's not a matter of excluding people. Uh, it's really, what it comes down to, when I say natural and apply that to my events, we're more than just the word natural, the name natural. You know, the unfortunate reality, there, there's enough shows out there um, that just slap the word natural on a show in hopes to kind of mislead or deceive competitors. You know, and, and ride, like we've over the last few years have picked up so much momentum um, that I think... I want to choose my words carefully. I don't want to, you know, target any specific federation, but I think certain shows try to ride the momentum that we're building with the natural evolution and slap the word natural on there. And yes. as a competitor, there's so, cause our sport is a very odd one. I think our sport's really the only one that has, you know, bodybuilding. And then we have natural bodybuilding. Um, most people that compete in these untested shows, don't even know that there is natural bodybuilding um, because what makes an untested show untested, a lot of it has to do with the illegal activity. So it really isn't spoken about, you know, and then when you have these same untested shows come out with a natural quote unquote natural version, um, they think, Oh, well, this is a natural show, not realizing nobody's being tested. 
and those that are seemingly being tested, those specimens never make it to the lab. Um, you know, there's so much smoke and mirrors um, with this that that's where a lot of the confusion comes into play. And that's, you know, we're all adults, you know, you make your own decisions. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot of these quote unquote supplements that are actually prescription drugs when used without a prescription, that's illegal. You know, so it really shouldn't even be a matter of personal preference or, hey, we're all adults. You're breaking the law to get a competitive edge against somebody else. So that's one thing that, um, you know, is kind of, I wouldn't say excluding people. It's just, I it really should be common sense for natural bodybuilding. You know, when it comes to actual doctor's prescriptions, so granted that's legal, but, and this, I guess I'm going to say it's my opinion, which yeah, I'll, I'll just say it's my opinion. You know, anabolic steroids have no place in natural bodybuilding, flat out. There are no. federations out there that, you know, and I, I, res- I respect the federation as long as they're clear with what they believe. You know, I, I, I at least respect, I don't agree with them, but I, res- I, I can at least respect that, that that's their, their decision. Hey, it's their federation. Um, but, you know, anabolic steroids have no place in natural bodybuilding. It uh, doesn't matter if you have a prescription, if you're on TRT or not. Uh, at the end of the day, that's an unfair advantage. You know, even if you're not, even if you're not taking super, super physiological doses of testosterone, even if you're remaining within that physiological range, when you're a dieting competitor, you know, the beautiful creation is the human body. We adapt. You know, to natural testosterone levels drop when you diet when you reach world level conditioning it drops if you are taking an exogenous testosterone to elevate that that is now an unfair advantage and that's one of the reasons why we have a banned substance list not only for safety and health which is number one priority the other is just to maintain a level playing field where hard work is what is going to get rewarded so in my opinion you know federation shows that allow TRT is it, I cannot get on board with that. So for my events, that's one thing that I don't allow. doesn't matter if you have a doctor's prescription, if you're taking anabolics, HGH, um, those are things that are simply not allowed. Um, I wish you the best of luck with your decision. Um, the good news is there are other places for those individuals to compete. So if you love bodybuilding, you know what? You don't have to give up your bodybuilding career. You can go compete where that is allowed. Don't play plain and simple. You know, with our events, it's a it's expensive and it's very uh, you know with what we do, the steps that we take to preserve the integrity of our sport. You know, 100% of our drug testing revenue goes toward. We don't artificially increase testing fees by saying, "Well, this is admin cost and testing cost." No, it's 100% of our revenue goes toward lab fees. Every single specimen that we send to the lab the athletes actually also provided the lab results. Now, we do that to reassure our competitors because our sport has a bad reputation for a reason. Our natural sport has a bad reputation for a reason. You know, there's a lot of things that actually have been happening behind the scenes that are appalling. So I want to go above and beyond just to make sure that we have transparency, we have accountability, the athletes actually have those lab results in hand. Um, and I think that is essential 
is absolutely essential to preserve the integrity of our sport. Um, we also actually do with my events and more and more federations, more and more shows are doing this. Um, I know that for a fact, but we actually do in and out of season testing. Um, I've been a promoter since like fall of 2015. Definitely don't quote me on this because I don't know the official stats, but I know that I, I definitely rank up pretty darn high, if not the highest. I think we may have, I don't know the exact number, but I know that we do just as much, if not more, out-of-season testing than any federation. And I only have a handful of shows. Um, but we make a point anytime that we have, whether it's the seminars, whether it's the shows, that I'm testing the pros in the audience. We've had you know, some of our natural pros present awards, and <laughs> we take them, hey, and, it's, and these, a lot of these, these are my friends. These are, these are our acquaintances. You know, I'm not targeting somebody to get them, quote unquote. It doesn't matter. We will, if if you are a natural pro, we will test you in or out of season. Um, one of my non-negotiables from the very beginning: if you fail a test, we will make this public. And that was another thing that I had always received resistance on regarding different organizations, different federations. Nobody wants to make these tests public. Now we don't we don't do this to shame you know anybody, but this needs to be, we need to lift the curtain on all the things that are happening behind the scenes. Because with so many different federations, so many different shows, you have, you know, one, one athlete failing one organization, but nobody knows the wiser. They just, they go to another federation where, you know, they don't share. Even if the information is shared from federation to federation, which is, I think is great, um, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, the other federations don't even care. It's another membership fee to so – we, we have these federations, these top-tier federations that are literally safe havens for athletes who have failed in other organizations. So I've always you – know, I promised them from the very beginning, if you fail, we will make it public. Um, the athlete has the opportunity to make a, you know, a statement on that. Um, luckily, since 2015, we've had one athlete fail, um, and she was allowed to re- don't release her statement along with that. Um, but that's one thing that will never change. If you fail a test, we will make that public. Um, yeah, I, I feel that is important, too, you know, just to make sure that things are not being swept under the rug. So, yeah, we, we take our drug testing very, very seriously. We make sure that we have an airtight chain of custody, um, athletes get their lab results of, you know, of the specimens when we send them in and they have that. And even for the athlete, it's great for them to have that because when people question their natural status and then say, Oh, you know, they just dumped those tests out, you know, or they, it probably wasn't sent that they actually have tangible proof. No, I actually was tested. Um, and that gives them more power to help, um, spread the word that times are changing. You know, natural bodybuilding can be um, something to be proud of, and we can actually take pride in the fact that we are doing everything we can. But there's always people going to be, you know, trying to cheat the system. You know, we have that in any sport, but that just means the federations, the shows, the promoters need to be going that extra mile to make sure that we are doing everything in our power to break a stereotype that I hate to say this, but our sport actually deserves. You know, but I, I do believe that we're getting better. I do believe that we can change. 
Um, and once we kind of all embrace um, that, that thought process, I think our sport is going to become unstoppable. Awesome. You know, and that's, there are so many things in just that area of the sport that um, we could have six shows on probably going forward, and I definitely have my own opinions on it, um, but uh, agree with a vast majority of what you said, and I do think that is going to be one of the key areas to continue to stay strong on as far as the testing and, you know, being even more stringent um, to continue to help the sport to grow, you know, and it's kind of, and and it's the direction that even the athletes are looking for. Um, the P for P boys, they put out a uh, brief yeah. Facebook survey asking folks, you know, what do they prefer? Do they prefer a full water compliance, um, you know, testing spectrum or the NGA testing spectrum? I believe if I've got that correctly and water yeah. one out, even though it's it's stiffer testing requirements, that's what people are asking for. We're just saying, if you're natural, then be natural and be natural consistently across the board. And I think there are still a lot of good promoters out there that do do a good job with it, but no, not 100% of them are at the same level as the really good promoters. No, that is true. But I think there are, you know, folks out there that are trying to do right and are striving just like LEAF is. So, Work in process, but I think it's definitely <laughs> headed in the right direction for sure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. and honestly, you know, you know, it's people like you that continue to push the bar that just lifts everybody up with them. So, I mean, it's good to see. And kudos, you know, kudos to to JB, Joe, and Chad, you know, with their uh, undefeated show that's coming up in uh, at Ho Chunk Casino in the Dells uh, this summer. You know, they have really inspired me not only from the uh, the bells and whistles and trust me, they're bringing the bells and whistles. Um, I have to try <laughs> to keep up with them with that, but even again, the integrity of natural bodybuilding and the willingness to listen to what the athletes want. You know, it's honestly, it didn't even matter of how that poll, when they put out that poll, it didn't matter what the result was for me. It didn't matter, but it's the fact that they chose to even put it out there. What do the yeah. athletes want? Yeah. You know, so it is, that that in and of itself, we're all human. Well, we are, you know. But the, I have so much respect for the P2P crew for even proposing that question. It, you know what? It shows that they're doing this for the right reason. They don't need to promote a show. You know, they, they, they're growing one of the fastest growing supplement companies movements in our industry. They didn't need to do a show. They're doing a show. You know, just like for the same reason I decided to become a pro and promote a show is to give back to the sport that we love, to raise the bar, not just for the sake of us being the best, but as a help uplift everybody else, inspire everybody else to also raise the bar. Yeah. That's how you change the yep. game right there. So yep. definitely kudos to the PPP crew. Well, I mean, and to everybody who's out there who's aspiring to do it. I mean, and you and us, you know, and this is not preferential just because, you know, you're one of our favorite guests on the show, but it's because you are doing just that. You have been pushing the envelope since you entered this scene, and in things are improving because of it. So, you know, no big heads, no big heads, just calling it like it is. So as long as you continue no, to do that, that. all the others that want Always to be competing all gas, with all you. All gas, no breaks. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what it's got to be. All right. And speaking of which, boy, we have got to motor forward. I think our show is probably going to run a little bit long. And even then, we're not going to be able to get to all of our questions tonight, guys. So apologies for that. But, you know, we always keep track of your questions and we will get you answers. So I'm going to start moving through these, maybe some of them a little bit quicker than I should. But we're going to try to get to as many as we can. And here we go. Um, and actually, strangely enough, these are starting to transition more towards a uh, prep frame of mind. So, so keep that in mind here as I start firing these at you, Lee. So Keith okay. is he's wanting to know, for a first-time competitor, how long would it take to successfully prep, to do a prep that would place him in the top ten? He says, I don't just want to step on stage. I would like to place in a position that matches the sacrifice. Keith, my man, <laughs> can't answer. You have your you know, just crystal a, ball. No, there's just too many variables. That's one of the things where there are no cookie cutter approaches to this. Um, you know, his Keith's current conditioning, his current metabolic baseline, cardio baseline. You know, there's no preconceived step by step instructions for an optimal prep. You know, you could, or I mean, there's books out there on prep. There's 12-week, 16-week, 20-week prep guides, at the end of the day, we are not textbooks. This process, the human body in general, is all about actions and reactions. You know, how we create an optimal prep is we develop a protocol, we execute the protocol, then we assess to see how we're responding, and then we adjust accordingly. It's ever-changing as the body changes our approach needs to. You know, if, if his goal is, I love the fact that he knows what his goal is. Is it, you know, is it a bucket list or do you want to be your best? So I love the fact that he knows I want to come in the best that I possibly can. So I love that. There's no wrong answer to that question, but I love that he knows what his answer is. You know, if his goal is to truly step on stage dialed in 100%, my suggestion is give yourself more than enough time, more than enough time. Um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you don't want to peak too early. Uh, that, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get bleeped out here, but I mean, that's bullshit. It, it, it's, it's absolute bullshit. You know, if you, if you are ahead of schedule, um, then you, if you're ahead of schedule, you could hypothetically just reverse diet right into your show. Um, you know, we don't just arbitrarily diet down to a date. So I don't think me personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with quote-unquote peaking too early as long as you are factoring that in and making the necessary adjustments um you know it's just regarding his so i I love his mentality where he wants to be his best and i agree wholeheartedly just give yourself enough time give yourself enough time and usually that is actually more time than you would necessarily think um but the one thing that i would encourage keith to do you know it's great to have a goal but when we start saying, I want to place top 10 or I want to place, you know, so-and-so, you know, such and such, that's when we're starting to factor in things that are not in our control. So, you know, there's variables that we can control, you know, executing your nutrition, executing your training, um, make sure your cardio is in. And if you can stand on stage when the smoke clears, doesn't matter what your placing is, when the smoke clears, if you can say there is not a single thing not a single thing that I could have done differently to be a better self than you're a winner. I know that sounds cheesy. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with saying I want to dominate and I want to win. 
But at the end of the day, you can't control who else shows up. You know, you take that same package to a different show, and then you win. And one show you're happy, one show you're sad. So I know it's easier said than done, but we really need to take that emotion out of the equation and just control the things that are in your power. Is there leave no room for doubt? You know, you just leave no room for doubt or what if. I do not want you standing on stage and if only I would have done this. You know, what if I would have done this? If you nail that prep, good, bad, or ugly, you apply what you learned and apply that to the next time. Yeah, and you will be a better self. You you will bring a better package um, to truly reach your potential. But really, that's the only thing that you can control. Can't can't control who else shows up. So just Keith, nope. do your thing, but make sure you give yourself enough time. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. All right, guys, I'm moving us on. Linda, she wants to know what is the age cutoff for natural competitors to do a good a well-done prep and diet, will it hurt a person's internal organs to compete if they are starting in their 40s? So age cutoff, there is no age cutoff. You know, we have competitors um, not just up there holding their own, but actually thriving in their 40s, 50s, 60s plus. So there's definitely no age cutoff. Um, Now, I don't want to sugarcoat this process by saying – Competing and reaching an elite level of conditioning is healthy. Um, those that say that, they're either ignorant or they're lying. You know, this sport is an extreme sport. I love the sport. And this lifestyle is so – it can complement and enhance one's life. But when it comes to gracing the stage, you are pushing the envelope. Um, but that's why when it comes to the nutrition, the duration of your prep, your training, we need to make sure that we are having good guidance. Um, and we're never doing this at the expense of our health. You know, if you are dieting for a show and doing it properly, um, it's, it's such a small snapshot, uh, you know, toward the tail end when we're maybe reaching that. You know, here's a good analogy, and I know I'm rambling. I apologize. Peaking for a show. Peaking. You know, I make an analogy of climbing Mount Everest. Uh, very difficult to get there. You're going to counter obstacles. There is then probably not the most healthy thing, but it's a beautiful sight, a beautiful view, such a proud moment of achievement when you reach that peak. But you need to come back down. You can't live up there. That perfectly parallels the peaking process, the prep process, where we have that moment on stage, and it is awe-inspiring. You have that photo, that video, that memory of what you achieved, but that is not maintainable. You can't sustain that level of conditioning. So as long as you're aware of that, you properly, you know, uh, you take the proper measures to reprime your body, you know, increase metabolic capacity, just kind of get more to a sustainable body fat percentage, especially for women, um, and you're going to be fine. You know, we're not doing internal damage. I, know, I think she mentioned, uh, you know, internal organ damage. That's not the case, yep. but we need to know what you achieve on stage is not maintainable. Uh, so the precision that we have, going into a show, we do need to take at least be aware and take proper steps to come out of a show um, with just just much precision and then transition into maintenance. maintenance. You know, we don't want to, we don't live in contest prep mode. 
you know, that would not be life. That wouldn't be fun at all. That wouldn't be enjoyable, nor would it be healthy. So as long as you're aware, as long as you're aware of that, um, this sport can enhance and complement your life. So, you know, being in her 40s, it's, I, I don't, I don't know her. I don't know her exact scenario, um, but this sport should actually enhance her health. Never ever compromise it, even if she wants to compete on stage. As long as she has good guidance um, um, and good awareness, just own body awareness of what it takes going into a show, as well as what it takes going coming out of a show. Yeah, and Linda, I think Leaf hit that one right on the head. And if it helps you at all, if you're asking for yourself or asking for a friend, I didn't start until I was 38, and I just turned 44 a couple weeks ago, and still planning to compete at least for a little bit longer. So there you have it. There you have it. All righty. This next question is from Sam. She says, being a natural athlete, how can you keep a lot of muscle mass so close to being so lean on your way to stepping on stage? Some guys look so big and others look so small or flat. (laughs) (laughs) So this actually goes back to a few things. I don't remember who had I think it was uh, Keith, maybe, um, but we talked about preparation. Um, during the dieting process, when you don't have a pharmaceutical advantage, um, and that's a lot of people are just, they have these preconceived thoughts in their mind when they look at the magazines or look at you know professional bodybuilders and untested federations, and they're massive and ripped. Natural, you know, our natural sport is different. Um, we are going to, even in an optimal prep, we are going to lose a little bit of muscle tissue. It's just nature of the beast. Um, now, if we are trying to hit the fast forward button, if we're doing, obviously these are arbitrary numbers, I'm going to throw out a 12-week prep or even a 16-week prep because that's a popular number, 16-week prep. Um, typically, you have to diet down for those 16 weeks. In doing so, you get, whether it's a male or female, you have a tendency to have a gaunt face, sunken in face, flat muscles. You've died it down. That's another reason in many scenarios, and again, we're all individualistic, so I'm generalizing a little bit here. That's why I am a big fan of being ready early and actually kind of reverse dieting right into a show where you can make small bumps in KCALs and carbs as long as your metabolism is acclimating, you know, uh, accordingly. And it prevents that sunken look, prevents that fat, you know, flat look. Because we can't go, you know, somebody will jump into a keto diet, you know, 16-week prep, and then try to carb up, you know, for during peak week. Your body has no idea what to do with those carbs. You know, if we're able to reintroduce carbohydrates earlier, um, and if you hadn't been, if you're not reintroducing, you're just increasing them, your body can accommodate these higher refeed numbers, these higher carb numbers, if it's already kind of used to doing it. So I'm a huge advocate of taking enough time. We look at a lot of the natural champions. These diets are not 12 weeks. These preps are not 16 weeks. They're literally dying, dieting 24, 30 plus weeks. That, that is how you pre- preserve as much muscle tissue as possible. Like I said, we still expect some loss especially if you are trying to get those elite level, you know, levels of conditioning. But how we minimize that is preparation. Um, cardio is another huge variable where there's not a cookie cutter answer, but the answer should be 
you do as much cardio, no more, no less. You know, we never do things, something for a reason. So if we could get away with a zero cardio, you know what? Heck, let's do zero cardio. In reality, that's probably not going to be the case, but we never want to follow these arbitrary numbers where, okay, well, now I'm doing an hour faster in the morning. Okay, now I'm doing an hour in the a.m., an hour in the p.m., and we're doing this just because. And that's one of the huge things that for many years, and Kayla and I know, and Des too, I know you, we've seen some horror stories where people are just following a regurgitated prep. They're just passing down what their prep coach had them do, and then, but there's no rhyme or reason. There's no assessment and adjustment. They're just spouting out these recommendations arbitrarily, and that's why you have people overdoing their cardio, which, of course, results in muscle loss and, and unrealistic, you know, a higher baseline for cardio, which you're setting the stage for failure, not only for your show, but the, the aftermath. So take enough time. Don't do any more cardio than necessary, and it may be an hour. And I'm going to be honest with you regardless of what a prep coach says, it may be hypothetically over an hour. You just we do what needs to be done. No more, no less. You know, listen to the body. And when you're the one prepping yourself, it's very hard because you're in it. <laughs> you know, I always tell somebody, once you start a prep, you're no longer credible. You know, because it's our – we look in the mirror and some days we feel fat or we feel skinny or we feel – you know, it's to have uh, an unbiased third party, another set of eyes on you, kind of bring you down to reality. It's so valuable, whether that's a coach, whether it's a knowledgeable loved one. Um, I really think that that comes into play. So yeah, eat as much food as you can, do as, many, as little cardio as you can, um, you know, and, that, and take enough time in your prep. That's how you're going to keep your muscle tissue. Awesome. All right, guys, we are going to get down to the last one or two questions here. I know we've got tons more. I know some of you are a little upset with us because we're not letting you ask any more questions, but we're already over our allotted time, and we need to be respectful of Leaf's time as well. He's got a wife and two little ones that are waiting for him <laughs> to uh, get back to uh, husband and dad duty. So last couple questions here, and then, like I said, um, we'll see if we can't twist his arm to come back to us sometime in the future, but we will also be sharing answers to your questions on our next show as well. Okay, so Jacob, Jacob you're making the uh, final cut here. He's saying, with the rate of new categories and classes, is the normal class of bodybuilding going to the way of the dinosaur? So I agree that is where the momentum for, I'm going to generalize the sport in general, where the sport is going. Uh, Jacob, I will do everything in my power to prevent that. I'm a pierce of the sport, and I know there are many, many that share my same viewpoints. Um, if that happens, I'm not Nostradamus. You know, I can't predict the future. Um, if that happens, I have failed you. Flat out, I have failed you. Now, that's one of the reasons why, and I don't want to just say men's bodybuilding, but that's one of the reasons why you know we offered uh, that we offer at the Minnesota Mayhem, for example, women's bodybuilding, pro women's bodybuilding with world class payouts. Um, I'm trying to, we're trying to create excitement here. And you got to admit, you know, when, you know, pro women's body on Minnesota Mayhem, we had a cap because we capped, we actually capped that, uh, that, that class for the pro women's bodybuilders at 10. And we had 10 incredibly built females, naturally built, best in the world. 
the sport's not dead. Bodybuilding's not dead. Women's bodybuilding's not dead. What we're seeing, we've created, we as a sport, the promoters, the federations, you know, and the athletes, we've created what we see today in our sports. If we actively light that spark, get that fire in our belly for bodybuilding again, it will not die. Not only will it, it will not die, it'll finally start to thrive again. I know we have classic physique. I know we have men's physique, and we're losing numbers. You know, they're growing in numbers, and we're kind of falling by the wayside. If we don't sit in our hands, if we take active measures to build what created our sport, the foundation of our sport is bodybuilding. I believe that we, that the best is yet to come. The best, you know, I know myself and a lot of the other individuals that are kind of in um, our inner circle, we have so many exciting things in store that, man, if this doesn't get you excited, you don't have a pulse then because it, it, we have things just game changers, game changing <laughs> plans, um, not only this year, but moving forward in 2019 and beyond, where I really truly believe. Um, our bodybuilding numbers are going to explode, absolutely explode. Um, so I, I acknowledge that thought that is kind of we're becoming extinct, um, but I don't, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I think that we just got lazy as a sport and we started accommodating the numbers, not only the, the path of least resistance as a competitor because, hey, it's a little bit not to downplay anything, but it's a little bit easier to – Got some board shorts and you know rock out a beach body, which all respect to men's physique competitors, but you can't you can't kind of argue with that. Um, I think if we start rewarding those that want to don posing trunks, truly start rewarding them, I think that it's going to draw a lot more people to that division. All right, and I, you know there is a lot of exciting things to come, and I truly believe that. And last question. It kind of just bringing back, kind of brings us back to the conversation we were having on um, um, unnatural athletes trying to compete naturally. And oh, where did that question go? I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I have the question, but I couldn't remember the name. So, Shelly, sorry about that. But uh, I think you know this falls right in line because you were talking about all of the awesome things that are coming in the sport and she says do you think it is true that as the shows get better and the prizes improve the more cheaters will try to cheat um you know if our drug testing protocols our chain of custody are not sweeping things under the rug, as long as these things are held to a higher standard, the answer is no. Now, granted, with everything that we're offering, we're raising the bar, prize money, stardom. I'm going to say fame. You know, it's, I'm, I'm trying to dream big for our athletes, for our sport. Now, granted, you would think, well, man, that's just going to create more cheaters. The thing is, if we set the precedent where if you cheat, we are going to do everything in our power to catch you, and we are not going to – you're not going to have a safe haven. You're not going to just, well, I failed in this federation. I'm going to go here. No, if we actually put a stop to that, I don't. we'll always have cheaters. We absolutely – any sport is going to have people that are going to try to take advantage of the system. But when it comes to are we going to have more people that are trying to get that unfair advantage, my answer is no. But – 
little disclaimer is that is mean that all of us, every federation, every federation head, every promoter, every show is adhering to a, an airtight chain of custody, proper testing protocol, and we make those results public. You know, if that is done, I don't think we're going to have, I think we'll actually have, we'll have more prizes, more, you know, perks to competing naturally, and we'll have less cheaters. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. All right, and there you have it. Um, Kaylin, final thoughts, my friend. Or not. I know we're coming down to an end. Um, I just want to mention one. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on. There you are. <laughs> we woke him up. I I will give two two thoughts to piggyback what Leaf was talking about because it, it's a very good topic. One was the bodybuilding. Uh, it's it's never going to go away because, like you said, you don't do do away with the foundation or you topple the whole building. And as much as these categories are nice and firm and 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 well solid in what they are doing in the classes and categories, we've got some great athletes in all of them. Uh, people do come to see the muscle, the mass, and, uh, you know, they appreciate it. So it's nice to know that, that, you know, people are still coming to see that wow factor, even though it's on the natural side, you know, because there, there is the enhanced version of it as well. Uh, dealing with the cheaters, like Lee said, there's always going to be cheaters. There's always going to be people that try to take away someone else's moment. And, I, you know, I just, I don't have much respect for the well-documented cheater that, you know, some of these drugs that are being found in their system are just so over-the-top wrong that there's no way they can, you know, sit there and excuse themselves out of it. I get the person that basically was tricked into taking something by a coach or something like that. I sympathize with them because I know when you get close to carb depletion, there's plenty of days where your head ain't right and you can make a mistake. So your support system has to be solid and sound. But the cheaters, like they said, are going to be cheaters. It's up to the organization to be the organization and catch the cheater. And, and, and as long as that's happening, this stuff goes away. It cannot continue if it's done properly. Dennis? Amen to that. So, Leaf, we are at the end of our time. But please do remind everyone where they can find information on all of your shows and remind us of the uh, dates of the uh the closest shows coming up. All right. So I, I apologize. We don't have the website live. Like I said, this week though, nattyrevolution.com at the end of the week, it will be live in the meantime for any questions, any concerns, any, just to say, Hey, email me info at nattyrevolution.com info at nattyrevolution.com. I am always available um, for the natural bodybuilding community with any questions that you have at all. Um, show lineup starts April 21st with the Roar, the Michigan Roar. Um, $25 for every competitor entry is actually going to be donated to the Semper Fi Fund. Um, Semper Fi Fund, I can't even, I can't even, that's a whole show in and of itself. Love the Semper Fi Fund, love what they do. Um, maybe we can put the Semper Fi donation link um, on the podcast link. That'd be actually great if anybody wants to donate to the cause. Um, but $25 every competitor. Uh, $25 on every entry fee from the Roar being donated to the Simplify Fund. May 5th, we have the Diva Classic All-Women's Event. May 19th, Wisconsin Warrior Classic Expo. Um, natural bodybuilding, natural powerlifting, 
Um, Natural CrossFit, May 19th in Eau Claire. Um, August 25th, we have the Inferno, the MTS Nutrition Inferno. September 15th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we have the Michigan State Natural Bodybuilding Championships. And then October 12th and 13th in Duluth, Minnesota, the Minnesota Mayhem. Show of all shows. Minnesota Mayhem, October 12th and 13th in Duluth, Minnesota. All righty. You know, I, I've said this before. I just have to say it again. Well, two things. I'm still salty that the diva is on the same weekend as a side uh, town show known as the heart of America as 12 other shows. But anyway, I digress. And yes, Minnesota Mayhem is the show of all shows. Excited for that. So with that, yeah. um, Lee, thanks so much for being with us tonight and uh, staying up late with us. Kaylin, did you have one last thought? Well, I, I just wanted to say, you know, for the people that have a chance to attend a seminar, especially one of this caliber, please do, because there's so much information you either forget to ask or don't know to ask until you see it firsthand. And then all those questions came out like it did at the seminar. And I was very, I mean, it made my heart just beat three times faster Mm-hmm. knowing the people are getting help before the show instead of after the show is done. And that's awesome. Um, and to all of our uh, listeners mm-hmm. tonight who submitted questions early, who submitted questions during the show, and uh, who didn't even get your questions answered just yet, just thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys make all the difference, and it's your questions and curiosities and clarifications that really make this show valuable. So thank you. Leaf, please give our love to uh, Stephanie and the kids, and, you know, just keep trucking, my man. (laughs) Love you guys. Can't wait to see you again. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) On behalf of Leaf, myself, Kaylin, and the boys at P for P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.